Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. This just in, WrestleMania ended two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) It was like seven and a half hours last night. All their pay-per-views seem to go on forever. Yeah, I guess you get your money's worth, right? There was a pre-game show for two hours, and then the, the WrestleMania last night, 35 was seven and a half hours long. Oh, my <laughs> Who has That's a full day. Yeah. That's a, that's a work day. Well, it, uh, it was an exciting weekend. Uh, the big story didn't happen last night at WrestleMania. It happened on Saturday night when they were doing Hall of Fame inductions. The Hart Foundation was being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and Bret Hart was in the ring giving a speech. Stadium full of people, and some idiot jumps into the ring, Mm -hmm. tackles Bret Hart. He's standing there with his niece, Uh, Jim Neidhart's daughter. So he has niece. Yeah, his niece, and he gets he gets tackled. She goes down with him. This guy is I don't know what he was thinking because he's surrounded by Bret Hart's friends who are all (laughs) WWE superstars, (laughs) present and past. So the ring is instantly swarmed with these these giant men wearing their suits, and they beat the snot out of this guy. Rightfully so. Yeah. You know, I, I hate when like a guy who disrupts something like that is just taken out gently by security. They put the arms behind the back, and you know, there's probably not going to be that much of a punishment. He was getting like full blown haymakers thrown at him for a good solid two minutes in and out of the ring as they dragged him out of there. And if you thought it was fake, you should see his mugshot. <laughs> bloody, his eyes <laughs> swollen shut. They beat the snot out of this guy. Yeah, I was a little worried that they would run in there and just stomp the ground instead of punching him. <laughs> but no, they I can't were... remember how to really punch someone. Is it like this? Why is this not working? <laughs> <More like this. laughs> yeah, if, I'm sure a lot of people for a second thought it was some sort of you know setup, a work as they call it in the wrestling game. Mm-hmm. But no, it was an actual fan. Some wannabe mixed martial artist who maybe, I don't know, was he trying to go for suicide by wrestler? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if you hear about people doing that with the cops, right? They won't put the gun down, hoping yeah. to get shot by the cops. This guy wanted to die at the hands of 20 professional wrestlers because that's what almost happened. I mean, he he had to be drunk. I mean, otherwise, there's no lo- like there's no logical reason well, you do that. Well, mental health, drunk or yeah. on drugs, right? Because I mean, there's no again, just for the exact what what, what exactly happened. What do you is th- what you would expect would happen? What do you think they're gonna see you tackle Brad Hart and think, "Wow, he's got some moves." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's give him a title fight. <laughs> that guy could be a real good heel. I think <laughs> very punchable. You show up to the set of a Steven Spielberg movie and start acting. You think <laughs> they're gonna put? You think you're gonna put you in the movie? No, security's gonna walk you out. In the actual uh, WrestleMania, <laughs> I was just watching the Royal Rumble. Two of the final guys in the ring, so the final three guys in the ring, Michael Shea and Colin Jose, the hosts of Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. They were two of the final guys <laughs> in, the, in the ring. Wow. Unfortunately... The third was the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Have you seen the size of that dude? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's massive. He's massive, yeah. So Jost and, and Shay come up behind him. He's dealing with another situation with some wrestlers, and they try to throw Braun Strowman out of the ring, grab his legs, but they can't lift him up. He does like a, a mule kick and 
they both go flying, and then he turns around, and they're all scared. Oh, oh no, he sees us. <laughs> and the post I saw, WWE posted uh, Braun Strowman just throwing Colin Jost out of the ring into, like, five other wrestlers. They all knocked down, like, bowling pins. That's so amazing. <laughs> if, if those guys, they obviously are fans of wrestling, the guys from Saturday Night Live, so that moment yeah. for them would be a highlight of their career. Incredible, yeah. And the post said, well, I guess Braun Strowman's more of a Kate McKinnon fan. <laughs> <laughs> you got your money's worth last night. Seven and a half hours of WrestleMania 35. I want to see you peacock. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here. And a big kudos going out. To a professional golfer from Listowel, Ontario. Yeah, Corey Connors is $1.35 million richer this morning. He uh, won his first ever PGA Tour event on Sunday in Texas. He is the 15th Canadian to ever win on the PGA Tour. I was uh, just reading a little bit about him, uh, interviews he's done in the past, because people have asked, like, who's like the most famous person to ever come out of Listowel? And some people have said, you know, like uh, Jared Kiso from uh, Letterkenny. And oddly enough, sometimes when he'll be like, because he's played on a number of different tours over the years, some Canadians who follow him around will yell out Letterkenny at him <laughs> while he's walking around. So he's, that's kind of a, a cool thing that people know, the listable connection of it all. But he's but, going to the Masters now. He's, he's going to be topping that list it's if the, he does well. It's the second time he's uh, played at the Masters. First time was as an amateur, and then he went right straight into uh, going pro. He uh, didn't do as well the first time around, but when you're an amateur, it's kind of like, you know, just kind of feeling it out. That time, when he, the first time he played at the Masters back in 2015, he was also playing with Mike Weir, who was his idol uh-huh. growing up. So you're playing with your idol, you're at the Masters, you're about to go pro, everything's happening. Uh, but, you know, I would hope he does much better this time around. Right? He's kind of hitting his stride. He's been getting better every single year. He is one of the guys that has come through Golf Canada's Young Pro program where they've been mentoring guys who, as they make the switch from going amateur to pro. And we're starting to see more Canadians on the PGA Tour. We currently have more Canadians than ever before on the PGA Tour. So Golf Canada is doing something right. But Corey Connors in particular is doing something right. And, uh, he was going to be the guy I would cheer for before this had he not won, but obviously he's like kind of the, the rooting interest for a lot of Canadians, certainly in this area, going into the Masters on Thursday. Totally. I had a number of people send me text messages yesterday. You watching this guy from Listowel? You seeing what he's doing right now? Pretty exciting stuff. So, Corey, here you go. Kudos. Big Tasmania kudos. I'm sure that's uh, you'll cherish that almost <laughs> as much as the $1.4 million you won yesterday. <laughs> Dictionary.com has added 300 new terms to the dictionary. Hmm. Got uh, some of the more notable terms, Jim. Screen time is now in the dictionary. You know what that means, right? It's a, mostly when you talk about your kids and how much they're looking at their cell phones or TV or whatever. Right. The amount of time spent watching content on a screen. That's screen time. Isn't that just two words? It is two, yeah, screen and time put together. Come on. You're right. But it saves you having to look up screen in the dictionary <laughs> and, and, and time to find out what they mean. <laughs> Jomo is in there. Let me guess. Joy of missing out? Yeah. Okay. The opposite of FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. You're, you're worried that everyone's having a party without you. Jomo is like when you feel like just staying at home and watching 
something on the on the couch and you you're not obligated to go to that party. Yeah. I get do to love relax. That. Yeah, Jomo's a good one. Info dump. A large quantity of backstory supplied all at once. Okay. Like in a movie? I'm sure. guessing is when like you you the meet the bad guy and he's like, Well, here's my whole plan. Yeah. Or a story that somebody's telling you in a bar. Could be an info dump, dump too. (laughs) Womp womp has been added to the dictionary. Used to dismiss or mock a failure. Now, womp womp, uh, used in a sentence. What did you think of the Guelph Storm's performance against the London Knights yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Womp womp. You almost need a, p- a play button in the dictionary to really get the full effect of that one. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Oh, you like God. that one, Jim. It's go. been added to dictionary.com. A cultural concept of manliness that glorifies stoicism and dominance that's socially harmful to mental health. Why is stoicism bad? That's a positive. <laughs> anyway. Welp has been added to the dictionary. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. (laughs) (laughs) An informal variant of well used to indicate disappointment. Welp, see you later. Thanks, Jim Carrey. I feel (laughs) like he really brought Welp to the forefront with Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Uh, Cry bully is now in the dictionary. A person who self-righteously harasses others while playing the victim. Met a few of those in our day. Mm -hmm. And finally... Dad joke is now in the dictionary, Jim. Finally, here we are. And to celebrate, I got a couple of, since I am a dad, I've really started to appreciate the art of the dad joke. Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon, Jim? No. It's got no atmosphere. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What do you call a fake noodle? What? An impasta. Want to hear a joke about paper? Yeah. Never mind. It's terrible. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Why did the coffee file a police report? Why? It got mugged. (sighs) Save these for Grace and Tess. Dad jokes. (laughs) Yeah. Devin Peacock is here to talk sports and to gloat a little bit because at the start of the NCAA March Madness Basketball Tournament, he predicted Virginia was going to win. And who's playing tonight for that title, Dev? Virginia and Texas Tech. I'd like to see uh, Dunner's uh, twin-year-old, four-year-old boys uh, do this one, huh? Twin-year-old boys. Twin-year-old boys, four-year-old boys, huh? Yeah. Where are you, where are you now? So why huh? did you choose them at, off the bat, Dev? They well, I mean, they are a number one uh, seed, so it wasn't exactly going out on a huge limb to say they were going to win. But I, I just kind of like the story. Like they they play a really good defense. They can shoot the three, and their their story is a cool one. Like last year, they were the first ever number one seed to lose to a sixteen seed, and so they've had this label of being really good during like the regular season, but they choke in the big moments. They've like the coach they they've had there has been there for a decade now, and he's slowly been building up this entire program. But they haven't been able to get over that hump, and I just thought the story from last year to this year is kind of the story that sports is, where you 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 fail last year and you succeed the year after. I talked to a couple guys on the weekend who said they changed their pick after hearing you, and they were very grateful. Eddie, Eddie says thank you. You're welcome, Eddie. Yeah, good Eddie. 
I, I think they're going to win. Obviously, I think they're going to win tonight. But, I mean, like Texas Tech, it's going to be a defensive game. Like Texas mm-hmm. Tech also plays really good defense. Virginia plays really good defense. It's not going to be the most exciting game, most likely. Although, the end of Virginia's game on Saturday was, uh, Crazy. was pretty exciting. Uh, let me tell you a little story here. Another friend of mine, he put a $50 bet, did some online betting, did a $50 bet. He predicted... The final four. Ooh. So that's pretty good. Uh, he had it set up. So if uh, Auburn moved on and if Michigan State moved on on Saturday night, he would have won $14,000. If just one of those teams moved on, he would have won $4,500. Oh, my Lord. I went and watched the games. A bunch of us got together because we knew he had this potential big windfall coming. So we, we all got together and watched these games on Saturday night and basically just watched a man break. Because oh. <laughs> they lost. Both of the teams he picked lost. But the way that Auburn lost that game, everyone's talking about the double dribble that should have ended that game, wasn't called by the referees, and then an unfortunate foul, non-intentional foul in the final seconds give uh, one of the best shooters on, uh, on the team on Virginia's team, a chance to to make three baskets, and he did it. I mean, that guy has, like, ice in his... His name's Kyle... I didn't even mean as a kind of a pun. Like His, name's Kyle, his name's Kyle Guy. Uh, but, like, they... So he sinks the first two. They call a timeout to ice him, sinks the third one. You got, like, you know, .6 seconds left There's in the no game. There's no bigger moment in sport for this kid. That's what you play for. And yeah. he, he did it, and it's it was an incredible moment. I was... I was I was I was I was literally hopping in my seat. Now the, the happy ending here is my buddy still won eleven hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, I okay. don't feel bad for no, him at no. All that. He's like, this is the worst case scenario for me. This is the. I'm like, no. The worst case scenario for you is you not only don't win any money, but you lose two hundred thousand dollars of your kid's education fund that you bet on the March Madness tournament. Which I'm sure in Vegas there were people going nuts at the end of that game. So you're sticking with Virginia here. It should be. Uh, uh, pretty exciting. It, it bugs me that this starts at 9.20 on a Monday night. Good for you if you don't have to get up for uh, work tomorrow morning early. Watch a little March Madness basketball. Thanks, Deb. And it is Elite Eight time. The FM 96 Small Town Tournament of 64. We have whittled it down. Exeter was eliminated. Last week, Embro is gone. Tilsonburg, see you later. And Forest, Ontario, no longer in the tournament. Who remains? Well, Jim Kelly. Today, we've got Interkip versus Thamesford. That's right, Taz. Thamesford, Ontario, home of Mark the Machine Hominick. Also home to Ontario Pallet Recycling. Big yard where they recycle pallets. Also known as Pinterest Paradise. Overnight, they've got to keep a 24-hour meat barbecue in the yard over at Ontario Pallet Recycling as the smell of grilled meat keeps all the creative vegans from breaking in. And they're taking on Interkip this morning. Interkip? I barely know her, Kip. Home of Thames River Melons. Melons so big it'll make you say, oh my gourd. The melons here are just as juicy as they were when they were founded in 1984, but they do hang a little lower on the vine. 
<laughs> Take a motorboat <laughs> to the Thames River Melons Farm. <laughs> also, our reigning champion, St. Mary's. Up against Blythe, Ontario today, Jim. Yes, a battle of the heavyweights here, Taz. Starting with St. Mary's, Ontario. You gotta go for a swim in the St. Mary's Quarry. A body of water that is two football fields long and 30 feet deep. Or as snotty kids in St. Mary's call it, a bathtub big enough for yo mama. They're taking on Blythe this morning. The people of Blythe love the new Cowbell Brewery beers that reflect the culture and history of Blythe over 200 years. Like Doc Perdue's Bobcat Red Ale, McNally's Mission Honey Brown Ale, and of course the It Doesn't Matter How Much You've Drank, That's Still Your Cousin Lager. <laughs> And Jim Kelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about Belmont and Port Stanley? Well, Taz, Belmont, Ontario is home to third-wheel trailers. Third-wheel trailers, perfect for when you want to go camping awkwardly with your buddy and his girlfriend. <laughs> also home to the Barking Cat Restaurant and that makes a special sausage that combinates... Special sausage? <laughs> a special sausage that uh, has the harmonious flavors of canine and feline meat together at the Barking Cat. A delicacy perfect to get your palate ready for the impending apocalypse. Hold on a second. Did you say it has feline and canine meat? Maybe. Are you making that up? Maybe. Is this a real restaurant? Yes. You cannot say that they serve cat and dog. I don't think third-wheel trailers even sells camping trailers, Taz. No, but is that a real restaurant? Of course it is, and of course it doesn't sell cat meat. Okay, well, just clarify that. Well, it's clearly a joke, Taz. Well, they may not feel that way. Well, if you're the owner of that restaurant, you may not think it's funny. The Barking Cat, <laughs> send us a platter, and we'll take it back and tell the people what's on it. Taking on Port Stanley this morning. Lake Erie, more like Lake Beery when you party in the town of Port Stanley. You gotta visit GT's on the beach, which allegedly stands for good times, but we're pretty sure it stands for Glutes Town because it's Butt City over on that patio <laughs> as you're watching the volleyball players play. The most under cheek you'll see this side of the Jackson Richmond lineup. Uh, <laughs> and hey, if you've never went fishing in Port Stanley, you should, just for the hell of it. <laughs> Delaware is taking on Mount Bridges. Delaware, Ontario, Taz, home of fired up glass arts, or as the owner and founder calls it, no dad, I don't just make bongs store. It's also home <laughs> of the Delaware Sawmill, where employees give their job safety rating one and a half thumbs up. <laughs> and just so you know, I don't know if anybody has lost a thumb at home of the Delaware, sorry, the Delaware Sawmill. I'm sure their safety protocols are just fine. And they're taking on Mount Bridges this morning, <laughs> home of country trampolines. Great for children's entertainment in Mount Bridges and also great to set one up beside your mailbox if those damn teens won't stop throwing beer bottles at it. Boing. Psh. Also home to Salt Haven Rehab and Education. Center. Salt Haven Rehab and Education Center. Lindsay Lohan once spent a whole weekend there before she realized it was an owl sanctuary. <laughs>
<laughs> and her eyes were bugging out more than the owls were. <laughs> hey, can you make the noise of the beer bottle off the trampoline again? <laughs> Boing. If you think one of those small towns is the greatest in the FM 96 listening area, they need your support. Vote. Because if you win, you move on. If you lose, you're gone. And voting is only open until 7 p.m. tonight. So call your neighbors, call your friends, and get online to FM96.com. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM96 or FM96.com.